From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, June 16th. I'm Marco Werman. Russia tries to help find an end to the war in Libya. One expert says the time may be ripe. Finally, there's some signs of a collapse inside the Gaddafi regime. And in Saudi Arabia, women fight for the right to drive and more. If women drive, it's it's the point of no return. Once women are allowed to drive, that means that we are no longer the, the society that we were. And Iran's morality police step up the war on bling. BBC News with Jonathan Wheatley. The euro has fallen sharply on the international money markets because of concerns about the debt crisis in Greece, where fresh austerity measures have still not gone through Parliament. The euro hit a new low against the Swiss franc, and since Wednesday it's fallen by more than three cents against the dollar. Here's our economics correspondent, Andrew Walker. Political indecision lies behind these latest jitters in the financial markets. There's the lack of parliamentary approval in Greece for new austerity measures intended to reduce the government's borrowing needs. There's also the failure of other euro area governments and the European Central Bank to agree on the terms for providing further financial support as Greece tries to stabilise its debts. They do agree that further help beyond the $150 billion already promised is needed. But there are different views about the contribution that private lenders to Greece should make. The married American congressman Anthony Weiner, who sent sexually explicit messages to several women, has resigned. There had been calls for him to go since he admitted sending a photo of himself in underpants to a teenager. At a rowdy news conference, the Democrat politician, who'd previously refused to stand down, apologised for his mistakes and the embarrassment he had caused. I had hoped to be able to continue the work that the citizens of my district elected me to do to fight for the middle class and those struggling to make it. Unfortunately, the distraction that I have created has made that impossible. So today I am announcing my resignation from Congress. Al-Qaeda has vowed to continue what it called its holy war against the United States, Israel and their allies under its new leader, Ayman al-Zawahiri. He was the second in command to Osama bin Laden, who was killed in an American raid in Pakistan last month. The BBC security correspondent, Frank Gardner, says Dr al-Zawahiri, who was born in Egypt, has a very different leadership style. Those who admired Osama bin Laden said that he had a certain weirdly, a personal gentleness about him. Although his message was one of great violence and hostility, nevertheless, on a personal basis, people found him quite engaging. They've not said that about Zawahri, who was quite dictatorial. He was in prison after the Sadat assassination in 1981, and his mindset is forged in the prisons of Egypt. He is a very confrontational, angry man, even though he is about to be 60 next week. He's got all the fire and, and zealotry of a young revolutionary and reactionary. The Libyan Prime Minister Baghdadi al-Mahmoudi has told a Russian envoy that Colonel Gaddafi's departure from power is a red line that cannot be crossed. The envoy, Mikhail Makhielov, was sent to Libya by the Russian government to try to end the conflict. Before meeting the Prime Minister, Mr Makhielov told the BBC that Colonel Gaddafi had lost credibility among Libyans. World News from the BBC. 
China says corrupt officials have siphoned more than $100 billion out of the country since the middle of the 1990s. The figure appears in a report by the central bank. The Chinese Prime Minister Wen Jiabao has warned that corruption is the government's greatest danger. From the capital, Beijing, here's Martin Patience. The report estimated that since the mid-1990s, up to 18,000 officials had either fled China or gone into hiding. They're estimated to have stolen $123 billion. That's almost $7 million for every official. According to the report, top destinations for high-ranking officials included the US, Canada and Australia. Lower-level officials tended to flee to neighbouring countries such as Mongolia or Russia.